afraid of nobody. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and in front of me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Excellent. How are you? Uh, I'm doing awesome, because today, as usual, uh, not as usual, but uh, going on with what we've done uh, every, every about every four weeks, we've got a special guest with us today. He's writer for LockedOnBangles.com, graduate, Morehouse University, and a graduate of The Ohio University, and finalist in the latest issue of People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, <laughs> Mr. Andre Edwards. How are you today, sir? Well, I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired of coming in third place in that competition. <laughs> it's, it's a little ridiculous at this point. It's not right. It's just not right. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how it keeps happening. I, I know when I get my vote that I'm constantly putting you up there. So I, 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 I just keep getting beat out by like Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey for some reason. I don't <laughs> Obviously, these people don't don't see you enough. You're not you're not out there enough. Writing your picture is not out there enough. You need you need to get on screen. No. <laughs> oh man, Andre. Uh, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you coming on, man. How how have you been for the last uh, five weeks? Ah, oh, man, I've been missing you guys. I tell you what, the uh, the drama of the Cincinnati Bengals season has has been uh, a roller coaster to say the least. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me on and giving me uh, a cathartic outlet to be able to, uh, to to talk things through a little bit. There you go. Well, speaking of talking things through. Andre is uh, recently come out three days ago. Is that right? The latest, the late, the latest article on lockedonbangles.com, the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) Give me, give me a, give me a, give me a uh, consensus or or, uh, what do you call it? The, the cliff notes. Yeah. 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 No, I just kind of basically looking at the first half of the season and going back and thinking, all right, what really stuck out to me that that's been really, really good. Right. And uh, I chose a couple of players um, that so far to me have, have really stood out, one on offense, one on defense. Um, and then for uh, the bad, you know, kind of looked at the team as a whole and said, hey, what, what, what really stands out to me as, man, this has not been good at all. Maybe I thought it was going to be good, but nah, it just turned out to be not good at all. And then, you know, the ugly, uh, every season, every team has – has a uh, a uh, dark underbelly that you don't want to talk about, but you know it kind of is what it is. And and in this particular case for the for the Bengals, um, it was it was pretty easy to pick that one out. So I won't spoil it for for anybody who wants to go and check it out and read it. But you know that's kind of kind of what I what I looked at, and then just like I said, just kind of looked at it from the first half of the season and 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 see where we are. Perfect. And we, me and Adam, both read it. Great article as always. Uh, I don't know if one of your, you know, you graduated from two colleges. I don't know which one was your, if you have a journalist degree or anything like that. But you, but, but, you're doing pretty good up there, buddy. So, the crazy thing is, man, I have never been anything in my entire life. Like, <laughs> I, was that, I was that kid who, like, if you said write a five-page paper, I'd be like, um, I wrote three and a half, and I'm all out of things to say. So, this is what <laughs> right? Um, but. I have always had a, a passion for the Bengals um, and, you know, kind of ran into a couple of 
couple of folks who are like, man, you should really try and put this down on paper. And I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, um, was fortunate enough to, to get an opportunity with, with locked on, uh, through my man, James Rapine. And he was like, Hey man, I think you would do pretty well at this. And anytime you want to contribute, you just go ahead and you, I mean, you got free reign to publish whenever you want. And I was like, okay. So, you know, it's been, it's been a fun year so far. Yeah. Good. Well, so, so my, my first question for you is when are you going to start writing every day on there? Like Rapine does that dude's <laughs> on there every day on lockdownbangles.com. Yeah. I only get one out of you like every three, four weeks. Well, that's because Rapine is getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his job. Right. That's, that's, that's Rapine's everyday job is to uh, talk sports. Mine is more so like, Hey, uh, between budget meetings and, um, you know, running kids to soccer practice. Let me go ahead and try and slide in an article here. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. So, so recap. So we, so to recap, the Bengals are currently five and three puts them on pace at 10 and six, right? Where, right where you had them when, when you were on with us after, before the first week, Adam, of course, had him at like, probably like, I don't know, seven and nine or something. I, I, I was, can't remember. I was like eight and eight, maybe eight and nine and seven, maybe. So we're on we're on a good path. Problem is, so so obviously to me, the biggest thing that's killing this team right now is injuries. Yep. I mean, they have you get seven inactive spots on your roster every week. And last week, I think they had ten guys that they would have put on the inactive list. They had to dress a couple guys just to keep them on the roster. Yep. So so uh, let's let's start there. What start, second half of the year? Who's coming back? What do we got coming? We the 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 Bye week couldn't have come at a better time. Give us some good news. <laughs> so, um, from from an injury standpoint, uh, I guess the good news is uh, John Ross practiced in full yesterday and uh, today. Um, Billy Price practiced in full yesterday and today. Uh, one more player, trying to think off the top of my head, um, that I was looking at. Looking for maybe Darquez Denard, I think, practiced yeah. in full yeah. uh, yesterday and today with his sternoclavicular uh, injury. That's one of um, your other. That's one of your yeah. other uh, uh, graduate yeah, that's, degrees. Is that's, is that's my big words? Sternoclavicular. But so those three dudes are uh, at least on track, anyway to be back and available for for uh, the game on Sunday. Um, the next step in that rehab process, of course, is if you're not going to play, then at least let's get you to the rehab field. And so, you know, you got dudes like Nick Vigil, um, Perfect, uh, Giovanni Bernard, Tyler Croft. Those cats are um, at least have at least made it to the point of rehab field, which says to me they're probably a week maybe two at the max away from returning to the team. So, uh, I mean, there is some, there is some good news on, on the injury front in comparison to, to what it was before. Well, that's good. So you, so you named a few defensive players there and I I think everybody knows the defense has been the most disappointing part of this, this team for for the, for the first eight, eight weeks. Um, how much, has the defense have the problems on defense been because of injuries and how much is it just underperforming? Is it, is it scheme? What is, what is the deal? Is it really just mostly injuries or what's the deal with the defense? What, what, what's going on with them? So 
I think it's a combination of things, right? Um, I think one, you have some injuries with, without question. I mean, you know, you lose Carl Lawson, who is without question your best overall pass rusher. While the stats may not dictate that, I can tell you he is without question the team's best pass rusher. You lose your slot cornerback in Darquez Denard. You lose Nick Vigil. You lose, well, Fontes Berg is just an idiot. So you lost him for the first four games and then you lost him again due to injury. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of injury that, that plays into it. Um, and then there's some, there's some underperforming. If you look at guys that we really, really thought were going to take that next step and that we were really excited about before the season started, you look at a guy like William Jackson, you know, I, you were comparing him to Revis Island and, Oh, we got this lockdown corner who can, shut down Antonio Brown and T.Y. Hilton and, you know, Tariq Hill and all these guys like, yeah, we got that dude. And honestly, if you watch him play this year, he just looks like a regular guy, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and going back to my, the earlier player I talked about in, in Carl Lawson, you know, while the, the pressures are there, like the, the finishing, the stats, the sacks, I mean, I envision that guy to be a double digit sack guy, you know, by the end of the year. Now, of course, injury took him out in the last game, but previous to that, he had one, one and a half, two sacks. I mean, you know, nothing, nothing that would put you on pace for for double digit sacks. So, uh, I think there is a bit of underperforming. And then the last thing I would say, it's it's kind of a three headed monster. So you had some injuries, you had some underperformance, but you also have a brand new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, you know, I mean, it was just Paul Gunther to, to. Uh, the guy who's there uh, now escaped my escaped my uh, my memory, but the, to the to the new defensive coordinator, um, Gunther. No, well, Gunther was, was Gunther. Gunther was there before, and now you got, and I just can't remember his name off the top of my head. But it's escaping me too. And uh, but you got to think about, so you had Gunther, but previous to that you had Zimmer, right? Right. And Zimmer and Gunther ran similar schemes those guys are talking the same language they're running the same plays they are doing all of those things so it's an easy transition from Zimmer to Gunther Gunther might tweak a thing or two here but it's basically the same exact language that you had uh under Zimmer so they've been running that defense now for you know six seven eight years versus all right we got uh, Austin, Terrell Austin, mm-hmm. uh, coming in, and he's talking a completely different language. He's talking a completely different scheme. Maybe instead of press coverage, he wants off coverage. Instead of you know rushing four, he wants to rush five. You know, you there, there's all these things that you have that you know are different with Terrell than what you had with Gunther and then what you had with Zimmer. So I think it's also you know a combination of of, of throwing in that third element of the scheme is different. And it's going to take time for guys to know and understand that and be able to execute that. Well, it would it would help if if, if the bye week gave them enough time to do that because that is I, it's killing me watching these guys. I mean, it's like every single week, whoever they play is able to drive right down the field at any time whenever they want. I mean, if you're they're not in a shootout, you might as well forget it. Yeah. But I think I think the NFL in general is kind of like that, though, man. I mean, I don't know too many defenses that lock people down anymore these days. I mean, sure. you know, it used to be it used to be that Baltimore, you know, was 
was the end all be all and you know letting people were averaging 12 13 14 points a week versus these dudes the last couple of weeks baltimore's been torched for 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 points and yards and all that you you got the rams who had uh Indomik and sue and um the other defensive tackle um right up right up front who you know those guys are the best best pass rushers and they're they're amazing and they're awesome and whatever. Yeah, they get lit on. I mean, Drew Brees dropped forty five points on them last week. So I mean, I I don't know that there are, I don't know that there's any defenses out there that are really based upon the way the league is going and based upon the way the rules are right now. I don't know that there are any defenses out there that are really playing lights out at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Good point. Yeah. All right, so so uh, on 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 that note of of these offenses and how great these offenses are who is the who's who who do you have as the best team because we're getting ready to play the saints and the saints have <laughs> lost since the first week of the year and this team they just came out and beat whoever a lot of people thought was the best team mm-hmm. in yep. the nfl uh in the rams so uh, at this point in time what who you got i mean i'll give you four you tell me you tell me out of the you rank out of these four you got the chiefs the saints the Rams and the Pats. Woo! Like my Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Kansas City and the New Orleans Saints. You taking you taking Saints and and Chiefs. I, yeah, I, especially, I, especially if if Kansas City can get home field advantage throughout the playoffs and have Tom Brady and company come to Kansas City. If they have to go to New England. I think New England wins it. But if New England has to go to Kansas City, I think Kansas City will take them out. Well, I'll tell you the way that they're playing right now. I mean, that looks like that's going to be what goes on. You, the, the only loss they're going to have is going to be that Patriots game. Is the over-under in that game like 120 or something oh, if the Chiefs and Saints play? <laughs> that's why I want it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I literally want to see teams going for like two-point conversions in the first quarter because they're like dude we gotta make this happen yeah if you don't get it if you don't get them points now yeah yeah don't leave exactly. anything on the, oh, don't leave anything on the field no it's gonna be great <laughs> that would be fun okay well so we're, we're not giving up on the Bengals yet though maybe the Bengals will be one of those teams in, in the feel, super bowl i feel Psych. good i feel hey <laughs> Uh, they can put points up with the, just about anybody else, even with AJ Green being out right now. Yeah. You got Tyler Boyd. Ty, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it out here. Tyler okay, Boyd, Mr. Eleven and Five. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, exactly. Tyler Boyd has looked really good. Yeah. And and it's gonna be different when he's getting double covered all the time. However, John Ross coming back, maybe he got in front of a jugs machine for the last four weeks and actually learned how to catch a ball, and and you know something crazy could happen. That would be nice. I'm I'm feeling good about it. And they didn't go after a wide receiver in free agency. That's what I was going to ask next. Tell me tell me what you think about that cuz I got my own thoughts. Uh, Do are you so, were you upset or that they and and it's not that they maybe they didn't go after him cuz you don't know you'll never hear what happened in the in the front office yeah. with the Bengals. You're never going to hear any leaks. <laughs> you'll never hear anything. So they there's I'm sure the phone was ringing. However, the fact that they didn't actually get somebody, what you, how you feel about that? So in looking at the Bengals' pass-catching uh, target, previous to knowing A.J. Green's injury and that it would have him out for an extended period of time, I was a proponent of going to try and get somebody, right? Whether that's a Deshaun Jackson, whether that's a Demarius Thomas, 
um, you know, even, you know, a, uh, a prior who was a free agent, a Des Bryant, who was a free agent. Um, again, this is, this is prior to AJ green being hurt and, sure. uh, being that. because let me ask you guys a question. Right. Do you know who the number three wide receiver is <laughs> on this team right now? I think it's me. Would it be CJ Uzama as the tight end? He's my three, third receiver. No, no, take out, take out tight ends. I hear you. Just go straight wide receiver. Who's the number three in yardage? Who's the number three wide receiver on this team right now? Uh, is it uh, Joe Mixon? Or he might be number two. No, no, it'd be AJ Green, and then I'd say Joe Mixon's our third. Well, you said take out tight ends, take out wide receivers. Yeah, I got no idea. I, I want pure, pure wide receiver. Who's your number three wide receiver on the team? John Ross. Um, uh, I would say it's um, Nick Steelwell. Right. It is. It is John Ross. It is John, John Ross. Ross, and he hasn't John played Ross. in how? Oh my gosh, that's not good. Okay, right. That's yeah. exactly my point. So John Ross hasn't played for weeks on end, and he is still the number three wide receiver on this team. AJ Green has about. 680 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd is about 620. John Ross comes in third at 79 yards. Five catches, 79 yards. Wow. That's it for the season. And he's your number three dude, and he's missed time. So that means Josh Malone. That means Alex Erickson. Erickson. That means Cody Core. Like, all of these dudes that you have and drafted and invested time in have done nothing. What happened to Cody Core? What's up with this guy? He was supposed to be the next coming, the next Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, but listen, I mean, let's be honest. Cody Core was a six-round draft pick. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. a project. I mean, it's not like he was a second or third-round dude that you were really, really, truly depending on. He was a dude that's like, oh, man, he's got some freakish ability. He's kind of tall. He's pretty fast. Yeah. You know, 6'4", runs a 4'4", or runs a 4'5", 4'6", 4'40". Like, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty big dude. Let's go make it happen. Cool. But – in the grand scheme of things, he's probably not a great route runner. He's not where he's supposed to be. He doesn't study the playbook as hard as he should. You know, all those things that make you a six-round draft pick, right? Sure. Yeah. Yep. By the way, you mentioned you mentioned Des Bryant. How about going into the week, Bengals, Bengals Saints, Bengals Woo! lose A.J. Green, Woo! Saints pick up Des Bryant. How, how excited <laughs> is Des Bryant to be on the opposite side of, oh. of um, uh, Michael Thomas and have yeah. the most accurate quarterback in the history of the league throwing to you. And not only that, it's the Saints don't have a second wide receiver. Right. Mm. No. They yeah. really don't. They're I mean, putting up forty they points with only one receiver. Ingram. They you you know, they, they 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 have developed a way to get around that, but they don't really have a second wide receiver that is imposing to anyone at all. So if you're Des Bryant, you just walked into probably the greatest scenario known to man for a free agent wide receiver. Like, one, you kind of sort of need me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they you, do. You're 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 eight and one or seven and one or whatever you are, and you're doing great. But with that being said, you kind of need me. I don't have to be the man because you have Michael Thomas to do that, and you got Kamara and you got Drew Brees. I don't have to be the man. But I can add something to this team that can put you just that one more step over the top. Is he right? going to be okay with not being the man, though? So 
after as much time as he sat out. I mean, it's pro- it, being number two might make him the man. Right? So I think that was a humbling experience. Well, time will tell if it was a humbling experience. Sure. But I think it should be a humbling experience for him because I think he felt like, I'm Des Bryant, throw up the X. I'm going to get, mm-hmm. you know, four years, 50 mil, walking in the door. People are going to love me. And then you sit out the first six, seven, eight weeks of the season. And it's kind of like, wow, um, this kind of sucks. Yeah. And, and, it's really, really, really hard to have an ego when Drew Brees is the quarterback. Boy, that's the truth. My man distributes the ball. I mean, he's even he's going to get more touches as a number two wide receiver in, in, in New Orleans than he did as a number one with Dak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I think I think it's it's kind of like playing with Brady or playing with uh, Peyton Manning when he was there. Or playing with Aaron Rodgers, it's it's you. Your ego kind of takes a backseat because you know, like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna come out and be like Drew Brees needs to get me the ball more. You don't, you exactly. Don't, like, That's what I'm saying. You don't. Like an idiot. You don't like, you need don't, an like, ego. Anything but an idiot. Exactly. So, you know, no, nobody's nobody's doing that. And for for Dez, you get to. I think they play uh, the Cowboys in Week 13. So you get a little bit of a revenge versus your old team and a shot at a legit shot at winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Go ahead. All right. So so we know, so we just talked about they have New Orleans this week, right? Mm-hmm. Would you would you say would That's you say enough. a loss? I mean, it's, I mean, it's in Cincy. Right? It's in Cincy. All right. Quit Come finding on. a silver lining here. Come on, man. You could be in my backyard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so that's so so we'll we'll chalk that up as a loss. I think we probably all agree with that one. Then they've got then they're at Baltimore. What do you think? Are they is that a win or a loss for them? Baltimore's garbage. Yes. <laughs> we already know we already knew what he was gonna say on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at Baltimore, the Bengals, the way they are right now, will or the way they will be in two weeks, they'll get a couple guys back. Um, so the only thing, the only thing that scares me about that game is not having AJ Green, mm-hmm. because AJ Green lights Baltimore on fire. So that that piece of it would be the one part that I'm like, that makes me a little nervous. I want to see what they look like this week uh, versus New Orleans. I, I do not expect them to win, and I do expect them to probably get handled relatively. I, I see it being at least a two score game. Uh, by the time it's all over. But with that being said, this gives you a week to try and figure out, okay, who is who's that second dude? Who's yeah. that third dude? Well, you, you know, can you really depend on these guys. And so and so I mean I'm I'm not I don't think as coaches and players that you chalk up losses in that fashion. But I think if I am offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, it's like, all right. We probably not winning this game, but we got to figure things out for games that we can win. Right. So, well, we may not beat New Orleans. I need to find out can Cody Core beat you know whoever the cornerback is for Baltimore, and I need to find out you know if Josh Malone can run a route and beat whoever the safety is at Baltimore. So, um, while again, not having AJ Green does scare me a bit. Baltimore's trash. Trash. Man. All right. All right. <laughs> so then you got a bye week because you go you, you play the Browns at home. So that's a bye wow. week. 
right? I won't say I won't say Bobby, no. but you should win. You should win that game. <laughs> yes. All right. And then you have the Broncos at home. I mean, yeah. I really feel like we come out of the next four games easily. I mean, no doubt two and two, but easily could be three and one. That puts the Bengals at uh, eight and four. Yeah. Now yeah, we're right I back do. looking at da- Daddy's looking a lot better right now, ain't he? <laughs> Eleven and five is looking pretty good. I I, I see two and two here because I think I they see, I think I they see two and two. Yeah, I I think they lose to either at Baltimore or Denver at home. You think they'll and lose they, to Denver? I but I think I, look, man, could. I think that was my I think that was my toss up game even back as far as when maybe, we first started doing these podcasts. Maybe I said Denver Denver is that is that toss up game that that one the second Baltimore game. And then that Denver game is a difference between nine and seven and ten and six for me. Andre, Andre, come on. That this this Denver team, you're talking about this Denver team right now as a toss up. That defense is not Thank it, you. It, it is good. What happened? What the, what happened? There was no defenses. I'm just saying <laughs> that defense is good. And they they I gave up know. they gave up thirty to the Chiefs. Oh, it's the Chiefs. That's the Chiefs. <laughs> that's the Chiefs. They gave up 175 to the Chiefs. That's a terrible example. You're right. You're right. You're right. Thirty, but they did give up thirty four to the Jets too. Yeah, that probably shouldn't have happened. <laughs> All right, so so we're looking at two and two, maybe three and one in the next four. So that gets us through the next four. We're hoping to have you on again four weeks after that. To, yeah. to talk about that and then and then get us ready for the stretch run. Yeah. Right? If you're if you're still good to do that. Yes, uh, sir. So but in two weeks, I believe we're gonna see you in person. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. How's I the arm? I got my walker ready. You got your walker ready? How's the arm feeling? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Man. You got out and you got out and grabbed a pigskin, threw it around a little bit yet? Nah, not even a little bit. <laughs> you don't need to. You walk out you walk out there with all us boys and and uh you, it's not much of a it's not much of a challenge for you. <laughs> it becomes more of a challenge every year, let me tell yeah. you that. Uh, Shoot, you always get first pick and you take your boy that you bring with you. There's number one and two out of athleticism on the whole in the whole place and you guys are always on the same team. Hey, hey man, I gotta use the old guy privilege. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Privilege. There you go. I hear you. Oh goodness. All right, man. Hey, listen. So, so we'll see you in a couple weeks, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll definitely get you back on here uh, after the. Will that be week thirteen? I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll go into the. Uh, that'll be the end of the end of the third quarter, if you will, of the season. And uh, get ready for the stretch run. All right, man. So, you, uh, when's your next article coming out? Uh, probably in the next two weeks. I want to see. I want to see what they look like without AJ. Um, just kind of get a get a feel for. I, not that I again. Not that I'm just being like, yo, the Saints is a blow off game. But <laughs> I, think if, I think if you you'll be surprised if you lose to New Orleans. And somehow lose to to Baltimore, I think you really have to to start looking at all right, um, what what's the future hold and, and what are we what are we really doing here? Because I mean, at that point, you'll be you'll be five and five, um, at least you know, given that scenario, you'd be five and five, and I don't know that you are really in contention because you you look at the teams ahead of us, right? So. You got Kansas City, 
you got New England, you got Pittsburgh, uh, you probably have Houston. Um, Uh, the Chargers, mm. you know, uh, who you get a chance to play, but yep. you know the Chargers, um, Indianapolis with a no longer rusty. Uh, Boy, Lindsay he's not Rock. either. He looks good, man. He looks so, really I mean, good. Like, in those in those six teams alone, like how much confidence do you have that the Bengals are winning? Again, was probably a road game at this point. I'm pretty confident. You're the only and, one, buddy. I hey, listen. Uh, to be honest, I feel confident against. I feel confident against the Chargers team, especially in the playoffs, because well, the Chargers they, teams are always going to fall apart in the playoffs. Hey, I feel except comfortable when, against except when they play us and, well, and right. in our house, you know, four years ago. Okay, I'm just saying, like, I, that happened. I understand, but I was. There. <laughs> but then you got you got I mean the Colts as good as Andrew Luck is the dude's throwing I think he's got the second most or, thir- or third most touchdowns in the in the league right now or something crazy and yards are out of but they still they're still five hundred team sure I mean I, I that, that doesn't scare me that's, too much and that's, if, and that's if they make it I'm not saying they do I'm I know just looking, I'm just saying like you say six team. teams I feel pretty confident yeah. against a few of them. So no, you feel confidence versus two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few is three, Chris. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel I confident mean, against the Dolphins. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and and again, like if you're you you're likely coming into it as at best a five or a six seed, so you're gonna be on the road. You're likely gonna be playing somebody like Pittsburgh. And or the Chargers, um, because you know Kansas City probably it's either going to be Kansas City or New England as the one seed. Then you'll have either Kansas City, New England, and or Pittsburgh as a two seed, and then whoever is the whoever's left of those three as the three seed. If you're the six seed, you're either going to Kansas City, going to New England, or going to Pittsburgh. And I don't think any of us feel super confident about those oh, matches. I'm going to tell you, that last that last game in Pittsburgh, I mean, that really could be for the AFC North. It could be for the AFC North, or it literally could be Pittsburgh has nothing to play for, and it would be our opportunity to get into the playoffs. Yeah, winning. but if they have nothing to play for, and if we win, we get in the playoffs, I'm telling you right now, Pittsburgh's coming out. They're coming out playing. Maybe. Or or this scenario. They're locked in as a three seed. They know they own Cincinnati. Yeah. Come on. Win win this game so we don't have to face Houston or so we don't have to face Andrew Love. You know, yeah. Lose the game and we play Cincinnati. They're probably pretty excited about that. Please let it be Cincinnati. <laughs> God let it be Cincinnati. Yeah. For sure. At home? Oh, yeah, yeah. bring it. Uh, Mike Tomlin's a smart guy. He's not going to make that mistake. I don't know how smart Mike Tomlin is. That guy gets on my nerves. <laughs> good coach, though. Omar Epic. Is he a good coach? Is he really a good coach? Of course he is. I don't know about that. Anyway, that's that's for another day. All right. Andre, right, we appreciate it, brother. Get, get some right. sleep. I'm glad you took a nap before you came on. Had to. Had to. <laughs> All right. Hey, and good luck next year in Sexiest Man uh, competition or what a contest for People again, Magazine. Again, again, number three is getting a little old. So I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. You're going to jump Matt, Matthew McConaughey here soon. Hey, <laughs> you know who? El- you know what else is getting old? You are. So you've only got a few years left. 
Hey, <laughs> man, it's not even getting. I'm already at. What are you talking about? One last, one last time before we leave. This is Andre Edwards with us. Uh, he's writer, LockedOnBangles.com. Andre, if anybody wants to uh, get at you, brother, how do they get at you on the tweet box? Oh man, just hit me at Andre Edwards 06, baby. All right, that sounds good. We appreciate it, man. Thank you, Andre. All right, see you guys. See it. Andre Edwards with uh, the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Uh, he's always fun to have on. He is. I, he's he's just a ball of personality. I love that guy. Yeah, he's good. Very good. He is. All right. Uh, so <laughs> uh, let's get started here. So so we that's that's the Bengals. That's the the first half of the Bengals from your Bengals insider Andre Edwards at Andre Edwards oh six. Um, read his articles on LockedOnBangles.com, man. He does a really good job. He does. All right, so let's get into it, man. It's football. We'll continue on, and we'll just go. How did our picks go last week? Oh, they went really, really, really well. So I went with a new strategy. I was down by, I think, four games to you, and uh, I decided I'm just picking the opposite of everything you take. Yep. Which uh, seemed to backfire. I'm sorry to tell you. It so tends, I, <laughs> tends to do that to me. I went I went three and zero last week, which means you went zero and three. I went zero and three. So here we are. Uh, what does that put? What's where? Where are we at standings wise so, on this? So I'm I'm at thirteen and eleven, and hey. you're at six and eighteen. So if basically if you're betting on games and you're betting on Thursdays or Wednesday nights, listen to Adam. Because I want to know how many games you would have won if you would have bet the same spreads on Sunday. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's not when you bet it. You get, the, you get the spread at the time of the bet, so good for you. Happy for you. I'm not really happy for you, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> and uh, all right, so what What am I? You are 6-18. and 18. Good night. I got a ways to go. All right, I'm only <laughs> seven behind you. I can make that up. Yep, you can. All right, let's get this started, brother. In that case, you're like winners go first. What do you got? All right, so for this week, I am taking a uh, a game that we just talked about quite a bit. So the Bengals are four-and-a-half-point underdogs right now against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I will take New Orleans <laughs> with a whole lot more than four-and-a-half points uh, to beat the Bengals. So I got New Orleans there. Miami is at Green Bay. Green Bay is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. A, a spread that big usually scares me. Um, so I am taking Miami to cover that. All right. Um, lastly, Seattle is at the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim. I mean, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the, the Rams are a ten point. <laughs> the Rams are a ten point favorite in that. I am taking the Rams to to win by more than those ten points. Man. Okay. Okay. New Orleans, Miami, and the Los Angeles Rams. Are my teams this this week? All right, so that leaves it up to me. I kind of, uh, I'm man. I mean, it's I should start going first. Not like it matters. All right, so <laughs> I'm not very good. I got man. I got three kids. I don't. I don't get a lot of time to stare <laughs> at this stuff uh, beforehand. I'm continuing yeah. to use the same the same Excuses. excuse every week. <laughs> uh, so here we go. All right, let's get started here. I'm going to. I as well. Uh, I'm going to take Miami. I I do. I, I no no. I'm not taking Miami. I'm getting off it. I'm going three games opposite of you. I'm going to make some ground up. We're going to start off. We're going to take Tennessee plus six and a half in Tennessee against New England. 
Uh, I'm taking Tennessee plus six and a half. So that's another loss for me. Uh, <laughs> I am going to take, you know what? Let's do this. I'm taking, I'm taking the Bengals plus five and a half. We're at home. Jeez, We're in Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Mixon goes off. Uh, Bernard's uh, has a possibility of being back. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking five and a half. The, the, the Saints play a lot of close games. So it's five and a half now, right? Five and a half now. Okay. When I looked at it the other day, it was four and a half. So am I getting four? And, am I getting the four and a half spread? And you're getting five hey, and a half? Yeah. Is that? No, that I think no, that's I think that's fine. It's not. No, it's the time that we're doing it right now. We're 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 doing it right now on the air and right now scores or sports line has it at five and a half. So that's where we're going to do it at. So it's five and a half for me too. Then yes. Okay. All right, and then uh, from there I am going to take Tampa Bay minus three in Tampa Bay. Fitz Magic does it this week. Tampa Bay. What did you say the spread was? Minus three. Minus three. Okay. Is that three? Is that three games? That's three. All right. Tennessee, Cincinnati, and Tampa Bay. All right. Well, there's going to be some more losses for Chris. Good luck to you. Uh, Please, if you are listening to our bets, um, uh, let us know what we should bet on. And don't ever take the teams that I take because I get my (laughs) ass kicked every single week. We we do still need – you just mentioned it, but we do still need to come up with whatever the loser – has to do or whatever. I'm pretty sure nobody wants us to do the speedo bet again. Nice. Uh, last week I wore speedo for the show. Nobody was really seemed too excited about it. I sure wasn't. Uh, I know standing my putting my crotch uh, three feet from your face was probably horrible for you. It wasn't probably horrible. I know it was horrible <laughs> for you. Uh, so we got to come up with something good. I don't know what it's going to be. We got to come up with something good. We got a lot of time. All right, so so we're going to get into uh, a new segment that we started here last week, Get Off My Lawn. And let me tell you something. Halloween was last week. You know what? I'm, I, I am absolutely sick and tired of people asking me to go to haunted houses. Why and what is it about a haunted house that makes everybody excited? Why do I want to be scared? I don't want to be scared. <laughs> It's not scared. You know what it is? Startled. I'm not scared. I know there's a guy on the other side of that wall when I'm walking through this thing. I know he's there. He's there every single time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not scared of him. Chainsaw, hockey mask. It, it, that's not, I'm not scared. But, yeah, when he jumps out and starts screaming, that startles you. Sure it's a it startle. I, I, it's not scared. Either way, I hate that. You know what else I hate? I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of people wanting to go to scary movies. Like I, I don't care. I don't care about about watching that. Number one, I still get nightmares. I'll have a nightmare about that. I will. I'll tell you right now. I'll sleep with the lights on. Wife will hate it. I don't care. I'll sleep with the lights on if I got to. Be laying up in the middle of the night thinking about that. No, but for real, it's the same thing. They just wait and gets real quiet, and you know what's about to happen because the little girl's going up the steps, and you know it's up there. There's noises up there. Mom and dad are downstairs. They're the only people in the house, except you. Why are you going upstairs to the sound? Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of your house. I hate that. I don't like to be startled. It's not a very long get off my lawn. I don't know how you feel about it, but I can't I can't stand. I love Halloween and little kids dressing up. I hate haunted houses. I hate scary movies. Man, preach. That's Those are the exact words I would have used for those things as well. That's... I'm... I have never, I may have been to one or two haunted houses and not like the big ones, like 
somebody made a haunted house at their house or something when I was a kid. That's the last, those are the last ones I will ever be at. I'd never, why in the world? And I, from what I understand, Look, they're pretty expensive too. Sh- why in the world okay. would you spend 10, 15, 20 it's bucks? Ridiculous. Here's the deal I'm not scared of clowns. I'm not scared of Jason Mass. I'm not scared of some guy with a fake chainsaw stand. That shit, it doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, it's not scary. But when I'm walking around a corner knowing 100% that this dude's about to jump out at me, I hate that. Don't jump out from behind me. I don't like to be poked from behind. and you know I'll, I don't like that. Don't startle me. Don't grab my foot don't, or whatever. Uh, you grab my foot, something might happen to you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. You don't grab my foot. I am, I am so the same on haunted houses and scary movies. I never, ever, ever watch scary movies. I hate it. Because of the well, same thing. Why yeah, do I want I'm a I comedy will, guy. I'm I a comedy to, guy. Give me, man, give me a good comedy and I'm good to go. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm telling you what, next time you see a scary movie and you feel like you need to sleep with the lights on, come to my house. We'll both sleep with the lights on, all right? Am I a big spoon or a little spoon? You're what? You know what? We're going to, I'll sleep on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what you, I have a bad feeling about what you might wear to bed. I don't know. I don't need to be any kind of spoon. I don't wear anything to bed. And that's exactly what I'm, what I'm getting at. So this is the other thing I'm scared of. I'm scared of haircuts, these crazy haircuts in the NBA. And I'm at the Xavier game the other day against Uwe Pui, I-U-P-U-I, <laughs> and this cat needed to be, and I looked his name up when I was at the game and I can't remember, but he needed to be in this. He had a top ponytail and a back ponytail. Mm. It was the, it was the, it, it was some Jeremy Lin ugliness. <laughs> Speaking of Jeremy Lin, congratulations on your victory. Yes, Jeremy Lin did beat Amon Shumpert um, in this past week's poll. Uh, thank you for voting for the folks who voted on that. This week, we will now be the number three seed, Lonnie Walker IV, famous for the floating draft day hat. Yes, the versus, floating hat. Versus my versus. You'll see that. We'll, yeah. We'll make sure to, to post that one. That'll be on there. Um, <laughs> versus number six, Michael Beasley, who – before when we started looking at pictures for this thing, Never figuring out who was, I didn't realize, I didn't remember all the different st- hairstyles that guys had. So many different types of braids and stuff. But then when he bring t- takes those things out, when he gets in between braids, like I if mean, he's out of town and something gets a little funked up with his braid, with his braids, and he pulls them out while he's out of town and he ain't got back to his stitcher, back at the house. You're, ooh, boy, you're talking about a lion. Yes, a lion's it mane. is beautiful. Anyway, uh, so that'll be that'll be good. I th- I think you'll enjoy this one. Will be could be a close one. I think yeah. this one could be a close one. Jeremy Re- Jeremy Lin ran away with it. Uh, the umbrella hair from the the number one seed, El Dreyfus or whatever that dude's oh, name El- is, Alfred Payton. Yeah, Alfred Payton. <laughs> that dude's uh, umbrella hair. Uh, those two ran away with it. I, this this could be a close one. So we're getting into the middle of it. Yep. Thank you for voting. Keep voting, and we'll get to it. Uh, speaking of the NBA, brother. Let's get into it. Yeah. The big three in the NBA. We're not going to get it every week for the beginning of this NBA season. We're not going to get into a whole big spiel about the NBA, mm-hmm. but we're going to pick three topics a week. So the big three this week. Give us number one. And we can run through the first two pretty quickly because we really want to talk about the third one. The first one, though, Jimmy Butler. The Jimmy Butler saga. We'll just call it that. Mm-hmm. So a couple of days ago, I think we both saw the same article where someone said, by Tuesday night, Jimmy Butler will be a Houston Rocket. 
That didn't happen. No, it did not. It's Wednesday night right now. He is playing right now as we speak with the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, so and he so he Jimmy Butler by the way missed three games last week for no reason just because he decided he's not going to play in those games. Um, they tried to they tried to pass it off as at first as like I think a back to back his body's just not right or whatever. And then he missed the next game too, and and then it really came out like, okay, he he's just he's still in this whole phase where he requested a trade at the beginning of of uh, the of of training camp. Yeah, it didn't happen. He still doesn't love Carl Anthony Towns. He still doesn't love Andrew Wiggins. He's he wants out of there. He wants out of Minnesota. He had that famous. Yeah, that famous practice, you know, right before the season started where he's yelling at everybody and then he beat the beat the starting five with the last four guys off the bench or whatever. And he in the games that he's played, he's played in eight of their eleven games, he's he's been fantastic. Yeah, he's been great. So give him credit for not dogging it. But he did miss three games. They went one and two without him. Uh that one win though was by three points against the Jazz at home, and that was the Derrick Rose fifty point game last week. Um, which was a really cool thing, by the way. That was awesome. Um, but anyway, so for right now, Jimmy Butler is still a Minnesota Timberwolf. What's crazy to me is, from what I understand, the, the Houston Rockets offered four first-round draft picks and Eric Gordon for Jimmy Butler. Maybe another piece, too, with Jimmy Butler. But if you're Minnesota, how did you not take that? That's That makes me feel like there's no way that was actually offered up. There can't be. How many, num- many first-round picks? I think I saw four. No chance. It was three or four first-round picks three. and Eric Gordon. That's ridiculous. If they didn't take that, that I don't believe. Then it. they're not going to trade him, right? I don't. They're not going to trade him if that's the case. But I don't believe. I don't believe it. And he's not going to sign next year, so they're going to trade him. You Otherwise, you lose him for nothing. Oh, you get a compens. Well, I can't even say that word. Compensatory. <laughs> hey, that's how I was going to say it. Isn't that right? I think so. Oh, okay. that's why I just wasn't well, sure. I was scared to. Say, See, I was scared to give it a go. Man, a compensatory pick. It just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Anyway, <laughs> you get a compensatory pick, but still, it's like a third round, like an extra third round pick or something like that. You're not getting anything for Jimmy Butler. So if you're telling me that they passed up three first round picks and Eric Gordon, there's no chance. I don't see. The, I can't believe that happened. I, it, yeah, it, it's hard to it's hard to understand why they wouldn't pull the trigger on that if that truly was the trade that was offered. Yeah. Okay. So number two here. Number two. Big three, number two. Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler has been with the Phoenix Suns for the last couple years. Um, he is aging. He He's is old. A, he is a defense and rebound type of guy. He's a a veteran who, um, by all accounts, is, is is a terrific veteran to have in the club in the you know in the in the uh, locker room, clubhouses in baseball, in the locker room. <laughs> um, so he he's a good guy to have on your team. He doesn't do as much for you now as he did when he was in Dallas. He won a championship with Dirk in Dallas. He was that guy, that that pick-and-roll guy that you could throw it at the rim. He'll go up and get it and finish it. That's about what he gives you on offense. But defensively, he protects the rim. He, he plays tough defense. He's, he's a smart defensive player. He'll rebound the heck out of the ball. Like Look, I said. You know what this is? You know what this is? This is another old guy. This is another old former star. It seems to be the only guys LeBron can get to come play with him. It's just another older, former, really good basketball player. 
that LeBron was able to get to come with him. He still can't get that that big number two. I mean, he had Kyrie, but he had to go back to Kyrie. Kyrie wanted to get away from him. He it it this does nothing for me. I, I like I said, I'm the biggest Lakers fan right now. That's that you know, LeBron is my man. Although uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Zion Williamson might be oh my, my number. That oh. I got cold chills. Look, yeah. I got cold chills, dude. <laughs> I ain't lying to you. Uh, Michael passed the torch to Kobe. Kobe passed it to LeBron. LeBron is gonna be passing it. We all thought it was gonna be Giannis. I'm sorry, Zion. <laughs> what this dude is legit. Anyway, it, the Tyson Chandler thing. It's it's just another. Not I want to say washed up. Cause I don't think he's washed up. No, uh, but it's just another older piece that's that's gonna come in and maybe help you a little bit. But it's just not that key part that they need. Yeah. So so Phoenix bought him out. The Lakers signed him, um, and and I agree with you. I think he's. I th- honestly I think he's Javale McGee. I think he's gonna give you. But but I trust him more than Javale McGee. I I trust him. If you have to play one of those guys at the end of games. I definitely would play Tyson Chandler over JaVale McGee because they give you about the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think Tyson Chandler is probably a better shot blocker than JaVale McGee. Um, I, but either way, it, he's definitely Tyson a Chandler's smarter not, Tyson Chandler's not going to make a basket for the other team like JaVale right. McGee He's will, a smarter so. player, which is sure. why you would have him in, in at the end of games. Um, and and he will and he will be helpful too. Now, he's not as athletic he he anymore. I mean, he was well, at yeah, one point in his right. time. At one point in time, he's. Just, I don't know. They um, okay. So that's the other thing is, he will be eligible. So there's a, a period after you sign somebody that they are not eligible to be traded. He will be eligible to be traded one day before the trade deadline, February sixth. So if they use him for a little bit and they play themselves out of contention for the playoffs or anything meaningful maybe they get a little something maybe they get a second round draft pick or something like that you know for him maybe they can turn him over in a couple of months and see or you know three or four months and and they won't get much for him but that's a possibility or he can really help them down the stretch with defense and rebounding i don't see him playing nearly as much i i uh uh dwight cole I'm, yeah, Alex. The, Alex. Yeah, Alex. the enforcers. He he came on here. Uh, Javel's averaging fourteen and a half and uh, has most blocks in the league right now, averaging a three point four. So to be honest, Javel McGee's playing well. Tyson Chandler, I, where where does he help? I don't I don't I don't I don't understand it. It's just another old guy that they brought on. I don't understand why they keep doing it. Javel McGee, not Javel McGee's not old, but uh, Lance Stevenson, Rondo's getting old. Just like we got a good young core, bring somebody in the middle. Bring a middle guy. Bring a guy that's like you know twenty five, twenty six in. Why do they keep bringing in these old thirty year old, these thirty four, thirty five year old guys? Well, then you you're just bringing in another Brandon Ingram or another Brandon Josh Ingram's Hart like twenty one years old, twenty years old. But but what are you gonna? I mean, who are you gonna sign? No, twenty five. No, 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 I don't. I don't know. You're I mean. gonna have to move pieces to get somebody. You're not just gonna sign somebody. You're gonna have to move pieces to get to them. And I think that's gonna happen. The more they lose, the, they just had a. a there was a meeting between uh, uh, Magic and Luke Walton, mm-hmm. closed-door meeting, that they said it might have been closed-door, but you could hear every word Magic said. He was yelling. So at oh. one point in time, told Luke Walton to quiet down and wait till he was done talking. 
and uh, there was it was some words that were said in there, and uh, so I at this point in time they're going to start moving people. It, it's it's happened every time LeBron's on a team. Every, well, the last three years, four years, when he's out there, they start moving. They, it's he he's going to have his second Lakers team uh, by the time Christmas gets here. By the time Christmas, oh, that's not that far away. No, not at all. Okay, so they're gonna so they're gonna trade. So you think they're gonna trade some of those young, no, valuable? No, I don't. I don't. I oh. think I think you might lose one. You might get rid of one, but I think they got all these other uh, old, you know, veterans. That there's gonna be a younger team out there that might need a veteran out there, and they'll try to get rid of them if you can't get something for them. I get if you can get something for Stevenson or Rondo or I don't understand why I got all these old farts. <laughs> anyway, I just, uh, still- it's just I'm disappointed in the Lakers right now. Let's just say that I'm disappointed in the Lakers. I know it's a new team, and I keep saying that they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right, but they don't look all right. Okay, okay. So they, so I think we, we kind of feel the same way. But I think I think Tyson Chandler signing is a little uh, bit better than than I think you think it is. But we'll find out. We're going to find out. All right, we'll find out. All right. So big three, number three, number three, Jamal Murray. Nice young player. Denver. Out of Kentucky. Yep. Uh, uh, known for the, the three arrow. Back at Kentucky, every time he hit a three, did the three arrow, he'd shoot the arrow. Did up he? In the air. Okay. Well, I don't like him now. Um, oh, but anyway. big time. That was a big move at Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um, anyway, he has a career high 48 the other night. By the way, Denver Nuggets are uh, maybe the best team in the league right now. They're 10-1, and one, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're playing outstanding. He had 48, career-high 48, against the Celtics and against another really good team. A really good team. Now, the problem is, the end of the game, he wants 50, okay? But they're up eight. It's 115-107, I think it was. They're dribbling. He's dribbling the clock out, all right? There's like less than 10 seconds. There's less than five seconds or whatever. He's dribbling the clock out. So everybody kind of stops playing. It happens at the end of every basketball game every single yep. night whenever especially in blowouts or a game when once it gets to the point where it can't be won when it's decided when it's done you dribble the ball out you're done now he didn't do that he dri- he was dribbling oh, he the ball to. out he was dribbling the ball out so everybody stopped playing everybody stopped guarding him at the buzzer tosses up a deep three didn't make it but he shot an extra shot to try to get his uh, 51. It started, with, it started with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart came out, came right immediately, went up to him and bumped him. And then Kyrie Irving is jawing with him and takes the ball and throws it up in the stands because that's a Bush League. You call it Bush League, whatever, running up to score. Here's the deal. If you can't get them points in, in the heat of the game, mm-hmm. then then that's it, dude. Why you? That would piss me off too. If I was on the other side and I just got beat by you – know, and, and I'm a good team and I just got beat – and you're gonna all of a sudden throw one up just so you can get fifty? Nah, get it, get it while we're playing. Yeah. If you can't get it while we're playing, then you can't get it. It is what it is. Listen, I and I bring this back to something that happened a uh, long time ago, years ago, at the uh, at at uh, the Cincinnati Garden. Xavier's plan. I bring everything back to a Xavier game. But James Posey is dribbling the ball out. We're up by 25, 30. He's dribbling the ball out. I don't know if it was that much. It was probably, it was probably like at that point in time, 8, 15, 18. Game was, was sealed, but Posey was still in, so it must have been halfway close. He's dribbling the ball out, exact same spot on the court, about quarter court, sitting there, and right before the buzzer, he throws one up and makes it. And I thought Skip Prosser was going to tear his head off. 
He was so <laughs> mad at him. Skip Prosser immediately ran out, yelled at Posey, and then turned around and ran over to the opposing coach and was apologizing. You could see him apologizing for it. And, po- I mean, Posey looked like he had no idea what he just did. But that's it's it's a form of showing a guy up. So, yeah, I'd be pissed off. Good for Kyrie. Stick, I, he's lucky he didn't get that ball thrown back in his face and that that ball got thrown up in the stands. I, I did now normally I, I would kind of be like, okay, that's a that's a baby move to throw the ball in the stands. That looks really bad. I love his I, explanation. Did I you like, hear it? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I like the reason why he did it though. Yeah. He said he said, You want that career that career high ball? Nope. It's nope, going in the it's stands. Going buddy. in the stands. Exactly. That's a he said he that's said, that's a, where that's the a BS a, move. That's where the ball belongs. Yep. Yep. So I did. I did like that. Now Kyrie got fined twenty five thousand dollars for that. So I don't know if that was really yeah. worth it to him. But he he, he, um, he was down at the in the bottom drawer of his locker and 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 pulled it out and pulled out some, it to him right pulled there. Pulled out some change hanging at the bottom of yeah. his locker. Um, yeah. So he but Kyrie was like, actually, yeah, I deserve that. I I totally deserve that. Uh, that fine. I I accept it. I still feel the same way I did about uh, about the shot. And you know you hear and. and to be honest, Jamal Murray actually said, "I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't have done yeah. it. Uh, but I, I get caught up in my emotions sometimes, and I was I all was trying to get yeah, fifty. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I'm same feeling as you. I've been in that situation just in rec leagues, which means so much less. Doesn't mean anything. But, right. but I, I still feel kind of like that. Like, okay, you're, you've beaten me. We're done. The game's done. You, you have the ball in the last possession here. Dribble it out." You shoot an extra shot, and it goes. Especially if it goes in, why? Why do you need to do that? You've yep. already beaten me. Yeah. It's it's adding insult to injury. Yeah. It's I, I'm 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 already kind of upset because we lost. So, but I'm going to be a good sport. But you're being a terrible sport if you That's have the to. Big thing. If you're being greedy and you got to get That's your extra have. points or your extra points for your team or whatever, unnecessary shot. I want to ask Alex about this. I should have asked him about it before the thing. I don't know if he's still listening to here, but um, but I, I wanted to ask his opinion. He's played so much basketball in his life at at a really high level. Um, so I wanted to. I think I know what he would say. I want to ask him about that. I can tell but you because anyway. it says yes. I love Kyrie for this. Oh, okay. That's what he said. Okay, good, good. So I don't know that's if he's exa- still if he's still watching or not, that, but that's what it says. That's exactly what I expected. I thought that would bother Alex too. That take, bothered, Jamal Murray taking that last. It definitely bothered me too. I I kind of liked Jamal Murray. I mean, especially if you yeah. watch that game. I was watching the highlights because I didn't know what happened when you text me about it, and I threw on a highlight of it and uh, got on. And I was like, whole I was expecting uh, something to go on like a back and forth between the two of them, and the whole highlight was Jamal Murray, and I was like, this dude. He making everything he everything he throws up was going in. It was driving to the basket, falling backwards, throwing it over his head, went in. You know, chucking up. He had a heat check from about eight feet behind the three point line that went in. I mean, the guy was making everything. Yeah. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'll blame you. And the funny thing is, is it, it was Marcus Smart that's that I thought because he started the interview right off the bat. And, he, and they were asking him about Marcus Smart, and he was like, yeah, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I was just trying to get 50. He understands. He understands. I'm going to tell you what. Uh, I don't think so. Well, Mark, yeah, Marcus Smart told him, hey, we're going to see you again, buddy. That's exactly right. Exactly. So good luck because you're going to get your you, – he's going to be on He's gonna be on that floor quite a few times in that game. Marcus Smart if is – If I were him, just shoot threes. Don't even yeah. try to get in the paint. <laughs> yeah. Especially with Boris under there. You know, 
Ooh. They've got some bruises. Boy, they More, got some big boys and put you on your backside, son. And, I, and I'll tell you what, even if they don't, they don't have to be physical with him. They're good enough, especially Marcus Smart. They're good enough to just shut him down, hold him to hold him to six or eight points, and beat them next time. Yeah, that's how you get back at Jamal that's Murray. How you get back at him. Yeah. And when he tries to drive, put him on his backside. <laughs> they may do that too. Do it one time, first time he does it. Yeah. One time. Don't be don't be dirty about it. Don't no, hit him in the head. No, just no. just a good get, hard go, foul. Go after the ball and make is sure you get some thing, body. Is there such thing as a good hard foul? There is, but now it's now it's just a flagrant. Yeah. No matter how you do it, it's a flagrant now. If you hard, if you foul somebody hard, you're gonna call call for a flag, yeah. flagrant foul. There you go. All right, so here we go. We're so so that's the NBA big three in the NBA. We'll get off of that. So if anybody. Uh, is still listening or watching. We're done with the NBA. We're going to get into what I love more than anything. We're already an hour, dude. We're moving. This, this is this is moving. We can skip – let's skip college basketball. Okay. We'll get into this next week. First week of college basketball has been fun. I want to talk about Zion Williams so bad because this – real quick, let's just – I just want to sure. talk about this. Sure. I, I, I was at the Xavier game, uh, didn't get home till the second half of the Kentucky-Duke game thinking that it was going to be a lot of fun. It was already a 20-point game when I turned it on. And Zion Williamson, one for one from the three-point line at that time, he's bringing the ball up, mm-hmm. stutter step, driving explosive speed through the hole, jumping. I'm telling cold chills, man. <laughs> Gives me cold chills. And he's just a happy kid. He's just a happy – I'm telling you, this kid right here, he might have been the number two or three – uh, recruit coming out of high school, this dude's he's gonna be he's he's gonna be legit. This is he can do way too much. He's too big, two eighty or something. What is he? Two fifty, two eighty. He's the size of an NFL defensive lineman. This guy's a monster and explosive speed. Handles, brings the ball up to court, and he can shoot. I mean, I've seen I've seen YouTube videos of him shooting. Uh, he was one for one from the three point line. The one he took, he made. Uh, he had a step back three that or step back a uh, couple step back jumpers, which might be the most impressive shot that he had all night. To a uh, step back two is the most is the least uh, uh, is the lowest percentage shot on the court, and he made it look easy. Yeah, you know what really stood out to me about him, and and I agree with all of that. And he looks like. The next LeBron James and one maybe game better, but... right? And it, and it is silly to say that. No, but, no, I don't but he's think been, so. Well, yeah, well, if we just base it on one game, yeah. But I mean, they they played about as good competition as you can have, and they beat them by thirty points or whatever. So the two most t- most talented teams in all of college basketball. Maybe right. not at this time at playing at their best, obviously, but. The definitely the most talent of any two teams in college basketball. It'll be great to see them play again at the end of the year, maybe yeah. in the tournament or whatever. But yeah, so Zion Williamson looked incredible. Had twenty eight in that game. You know what really stood out to me though that I didn't know about because I've I've been following him on all the social media stuff for the last two years. Every single time he played a high school game, he had some unbelievable dunk and and an unbelievable it's a block he's shot. A highlight in every that, game that looks like he's jumped that he can touch the backboard when he's doing it. He can touch the backboard very easily. I, I'm sorry, the top of the backboard <laughs> is what I meant to say. The top, <laughs> I might be able to touch the backboard. <laughs> yeah, Zion Williamson can probably touch the top of the backboard is what I meant. I struggle to touch the net. Um, I, <laughs> you know what, I do now too. Um, but what really stood out to me is his passing ability. That's what I didn't know about. Yeah, he passed the ball really well. Yeah. He had a sequence that that really is what sold me. He turned so. Uh, uh, Kid from Kentucky 
caught the ball in the post, turned to shoot a layup, and he came, help side, basically grabbed the ball out of the kid's hand as he's shooting a layup. Just just grabbed it out of didn't swat it, didn't like wind up and swing. The old Bill Russell what, the old Bill Russell just take it out of midair. Took it took it out of midair, kinda took it out of the kid's hand, and then in one motion came down and started going up the floor, had a little had a little break. Um two hand like he had a play he had a teammate a little bit ahead. They're on the same side of the floor and there's a defender like between him and his teammate kind of like on his teammate's heels. So his teammate had like one little step, but the defender's kind of in between the two of them. Two hand forward bounce pass to to hitting his teammate in stride going to the basket. That was so impressive. He like he, threaded the needle the kid, with that the thing. The kid's legit, man. The kid is, he is fun to watch. I just can't. It's it, it's un, it. I can't fathom being that large. At you know how big I was when I was seventeen years old. Mm-mm. I think I was uh, five seven, a hundred and twenty pounds. That's probably exactly what I was. And we were probably is, exactly the same. This time. dude is six seven two eighty five. Fast, faster than I have ever been in my entire life. Athletic freak. Yep. It's ridiculous. Gosh, I'm gonna, so jealous. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun to watch those guys. And by the way, he wasn't even the number one guy coming out of I know. high school last year. His and Duke teammate now is Barrett, who is who who actually had a. I mean, stat wise, had a better game yeah. than him. Showed why he was it, number one. But Zion gets everything because he's the explosive one. So anyway, all right. So real quick, because we do, I really want to get into baseball before we get out of here. Me too. Because there's, uh, I know that you got some things you want to talk about. So we will get into uh, Xavier. We'll get into UC. We'll get into uh, what happened. Uh, Xavier came off a, a win in their opening game. Uh, they have not lost an opening home game in 38 years or something ridiculous like that. Mm. And UC lost their opener today uh, to Ohio State, but that. Actually, is it's not a bad thing, uh, opening up the new shoe or whatever they're calling it, but uh, it's kind of nice to see Ohio State rolling back through, and maybe the Ohio State UC thing can get kicking back up again. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into all of that. We'll get into college basketball next week. Got a lot of time for that. The major league, just I'm only going to focus on one thing in for major league baseball before we get out of here. Okay. The major league baseball MVP finalists. Uh, for the AL were announced the other day, mm-hmm. and you had what was it? I believe it was uh, it was uh, Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez, and Mike Trout. Was it Trout? Who was the yes. other one? Yeah, yeah Mike, Trout. Mike Trout. Were the three finalists? Now, I believe you have something you'd like to say about that because we both said that we thought JD Martinez was going to be the MVP of this of this uh, of the season, not even making the finalist. So the, the 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 finalists are based on the top three vote getters from the Baseball Writers of America. Okay. Um, Baseball Writers Association of America. Whatever the idiots that same idiots that vote for that vote that vote for the uh, um, Hall of Fame. Yeah. So <clears throat> look, all three of these guys, Betts, Ramirez, and Trout, had really really good years, um, and they all deserve to be in this list, but. I don't understand. For me, J.D. Martinez is the American League MVP. I put him ahead of all three of these guys. As good as good of seasons as these three guys had, J.D. Martinez 
was he was as, better as he good or was better. better he was i'm sorry i took this from you i'm stepping no, over top of you again good do it he's he's second in batting average he's second in home runs lead led the american uh, in this american league led the american league in rbis mm-hmm. on base percentage top three uh, uh slugging percentage uh number he was second uh, and you know one of these guys, it's you know Betts or Trout or somebody might jump above him. Uh, OPS, he was third behind Betts and Trout. Mm-hmm. But these other statistics, he is above each and every one of them. There's nobody in there that is can. And I understand Trout and Betts are up there in every category with him. Mm-hmm. And I love Jose Ramirez, and I think that dude deserves to be in the in the conversation. But to me, he should have been dropped out. JD Martinez got gypped. He. Number one, he is the MVP. Number two, he should have been in there instead of Jose Ramirez or Mike Trout because Mike Trout was on a crappy team. Yes, and that and and that's that's the thing that that people always talk about too is is how did your team do? We did. We have had you know MVPs that have been on bad teams, but not very often. It's usually a guy who's on a team that makes the playoffs or comes really close. Um, and and in this case, JD Martinez. Oh my God! I mean. Look, Boston had the best offense all year. They were the best team all year. They would have been really, really good without J.D. Martinez. But the numbers that he brought to that lineup were unbelievable. And other guys other guys in that lineup hit better because J.D. Martinez was in that lineup too. He made that lineup that good. I mean, man, you just – you said it. You you said all the things. You know, he's he was top three in almost everything. Everything. Literally, he no, not not almost. He's top three. <laughs> in everything. The only thing he wasn't top three in was stolen bases. Everything right. else, including runs scored, he was third in runs scored. I mean, the guy he's literally in the top three in every single offensive category. It's ridiculous. Even hits, second hits. I mean, I'm looking going through this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay, doubles. Okay, I, doubles and triples. Every other offensive category, the dude's up there. But yeah, and, and how much do do how many doubles and triples that he hit, and how much does that really mean? No. It's about scoring runs. It's about scoring he, runs and driving dro- in runs. He drove in more than anybody else. Drove in, in more than anybody else by far. And, in fact, out of the other, out of the three actual guys who were on the list, he drove in 25 more runs than the next guy. Yep. And yep. and, and, and home runs, obviously, you know, there, there was nobody within uh, four or five of them out of the three that were on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was second in home runs, only behind Chris Davis. RBIs, he led in. Average, he was second uh, behind Mookie Betts. Okay, so in those three, the top three categories, the only thing that he was not better than any of those other three guys was batting average. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, that's the least most important out of those. Run scored. RBIs, home runs, uh, home runs because that's an automatic run right. every time. That's that that's that's what it's about. It's about scoring runs. He meant more to his team offensively than anybody else in baseball. I agree with you. I agree with you. And it's it's to it's a shame for, for the for the baseball writers association to not have him in the top three here. For 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 him to not be the MVP is silly to me, but for him to not even be in the top three, I don't understand. It, it, it. It, for me, it it hurts the credibility of the baseball writers a lot. To me, I mean, I don't I don't really care. Like these are the the winners are going to be announced next week. For 
they've got rookie of the year, manager of the year, MVP, and Cy Young were the were the four major awards that they announced the finalists for the other day. And and all four of them on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are going to be announced. I don't care about it anymore. Like I don't care who wins the MVP now. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean anything to me because if JD Martinez has that good a year, and I'm sure he was fourth. I'm sure he he got the fourth most first place votes or whatever. That's not good enough. That's no. I, you. I just don't understand. I I feel like more and more younger younger and younger writers are getting into this fraternity, this, the Baseball Writers of America Association of America, and a lot of them. I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the, doing an old man thing here, but a lot of them are. I'm sure into the analytics, the really advanced stats. Your your WAR plus and your you know uh, um, your your RBI percentage and you know it, it doesn't that. I wish I could see war because I can't imagine that this guy is not in the top is isn't isn't doesn't lead the league in war how can he not he's it, it wouldn't make any sense to me except for some of those war stats taken defensive and he played he, he DH'd a lot and different mm-hmm. things like that so maybe he's not it, it just doesn't make a bit of sense it's the it's a travesty it's just ridiculous Yep, I'm 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 glad you have the same uh, passion about that that I do because it's I watching that I watched that whole show that hour long show the other day and kind of the last thing was the American League MVP I think and when J D Martinez wasn't on there I thought I thought they made a mistake like they made a mistake on MLB Network and I'm like I, I, this isn't right this is not right I got on Twitter it's you know a bunch of people right away said J D Martinez not in the top three the guys on the on the show were saying how is jd martinez not in here yeah uh, i don't understand it. it it's really disappointing it just kind of it kind of makes me re- like be like okay i feel like i'm done with baseball now for the for the year just get baseball away from me for a for little, a couple uh, months and until it's spring again or whatever because uh, it just aggravates me so much so mike trout's offensive war was 9.2 and somehow somehow they have J.D. Martinez at 6.8. I don't understand. This is the dumbest stat in the world. I would have Forget to, it. Yeah. Listen, here's the door. Here's the deal. They score runs when he's, on the, when he's on the field. They win games and score runs when he's on the field. How do you win a game? By scoring runs. There you go. Yep. But flat out. That, that does it for me. Yep. All right. So, you can check us out. We're the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. He's Adam Schmidt. Adam, how did he get a hold of you on Twitter? At Adam Schmidt 44 I'm at sick with it. Um, Adam tweets a lot more than me. Check it out. It's a it's a it's a much better follow than I am. But check it out. Uh, catch us on SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Castbox, and uh, there's something else we're on. Oh, Apple, iTunes. Uh, uh, yeah, yep. iTunes, Apple Podcast. Uh, working on working on the uh, working on iHeartRadio podcast. Um, have not heard anything back as of yet. Maybe we're not good enough to get on there. So we we submitted it. We'll see what happens. We'll let you guys know if it does get on there and give you a link to get on it. Uh, We appreciate it. Don't forget to vote. Uh, We got the floating hat versus Michael Beasley. I think these are going to be two great, uh, terrible haircuts in the NBA, worst haircuts in the NBA. Um, Check it out. uh, And, yeah, I think that's about all we got. I think that covers it. All right, man. Well, for Adam Schmidt, I'm Chris Witt. Don't forget to turn your headlights on.
go.